It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get into it. I'm going to break one of my tried and true Friday rules where once we get to a certain point in time during the afternoon, I try to ignore the Carolina Panthers and enjoy whatever bliss and peace I have in my life. But unfortunately, on this Friday afternoon, I am here for an emergency episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast hosted by yours. Truly, Julian Council. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. I already did that earlier today. So, hoping you listen to that episode. And thank you for listening to this episode. As the Carolina Panthers are set to hire former Giants head coach and most recently the quarterback coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars back during the 2020 season, Ben McAdoo to be their offensive coordinator for the 2022 season. It's not official yet. They have not announced it as of this recording around 2.51 p.m. Friday afternoon, January 21st in the year 2022 here in Charlotte, North Carolina. But before I get into everything, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as the NFL divisional round gets underway tomorrow afternoon. BetOnline.ag remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and they have a new updated desktop and mobile website to so sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From the NFL to college basketball to the NBA, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. But online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager in all your favorite sports. But online, where the game starts. So, yeah, Ben McAdoo, he is now the OC here in Carolina. And I don't think that's the most inspiring hire that Matt Rule could have made. Also, it's not like Matt Rule had very many great options out there available to him. It was made known, according to Jay Glazer of Fox Sports, that Matt Rule needed to hire a rock star GM in order to keep his job as a head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Does David Tepper see Ben McAdoo as a rock star OC? I don't think so, and I think I might have said GM, but I meant OC. I don't think that's going to be the case. I also never thought that it would be the case that Matt Rule is going to be able to hire a rock star OC to help him in 2022. Why? Because this is a sinking ship. At least that's how it appears on the outside. When you take inventory of Pep Hamilton, who is a Charlotte native, who played at West Charlotte High School, who has done marvelous things the last two years in the NFL, working with rookie quarterbacks in Davis Mills this past season in Houston with the Texans, then the year prior under Anthony Lynn and the rookie quarterback Justin Herbert, who's turned into one of the young starlets at that position in the NFL. Pep Hamilton is a name that deserves to be an OC somewhere, and he's going to weigh his options and decided that he did not want to interview in his hometown for Matt Rule for this job. The other candidates out there that were listed were 
guys like Luke Getze, who was not realistic because he was interviewing for the Broncos job and saying Nathaniel Hackett, the OC for the Green Bay Packers, leaves. Getze would, in all likelihood, get elevated to be the OC in Green Bay, where he could be working with Aaron Rodgers again if Aaron Rodgers wants to stay in Green Bay. Tim Kelly, the former OC in Houston, was fired after the Texans relieved David Kelly of his duties after one season. And one of the reasons why Kelly was fired, other than the Texans never really wanted him and they wanted to go find someone long-term, was that he was unwilling to get rid of Tim Kelly, who presided over the worst offense in the National Football League. Those are the candidates. People like Mike Groh, who is a son of nepotism, an Al Groh, former New York Jets coach, who failed as the OC in Philadelphia, as Doug Peterson was fired, was in Indianapolis this past year. Not a great choice. Scotty Montgomery, failed head coach at ECU, wasn't a great coordinator at Duke or Maryland. Fantastic job this year working in a quarterback in the running back room, excuse me, in Indianapolis with Jonathan Taylor, who was the all pro running back, unanimous selection. But Scotty Montgomery was not here to do anything other than check a Rooney Rule box for Matt Rule and was not a serious candidate, even if he got a second interview. Jay Gruden, I thought was probably the best case scenario, but Jay Gruden is also someone who should have opportunity to be an OC for a good team in the National Football League and is deserving of that. He might not have won a ton in in Washington under the football team now, well, I guess the Redskins back then, 4-12 and his first season, but after that, was nine and seven playoff team nine and seven and seven and nine a couple seasons they even had like an eight seven and one there not bad considering the dumpster fire of an organization that Dan Snyder owns there in Washington weren't a ton of great candidates for the Carolina Panthers and for Matt Rule to hire as OC so he lands on Ben McAdoo and Ben McAdoo apparently according to Joe Person who joined me the other day of the Athletic he reported on Twitter that Ben McAdoo applied and interviewed for the quarterback coach job here in Carolina the past two seasons and was not given the job. Instead, Matt Rule's first quarterback coach was Jake Peets, who was a Joe Brady guy. Jake Peets left after one year, likely was not going to be retained anyways to go coach LSU as the OC there. Also took DJ Mangus, who was an offensive analyst and also another Joe Brady guy and longtime friend of Brady to go down to LSU and try to recreate that great offense that we saw in 2019 that led to a national championship. That did not work out for Pete or Mangus. They've both been relieved of their duties. And of course, Brian Kelly's now the head coach down there in Baton Rouge at LSU. Well, the following season, holding quarterback coach, Interviews again, Matt Rule decided to take Sean Ryan, the former quarterback coach there in Houston, with Deshaun Watson. So two times, Matt Rule decided that Ben McAdoo wasn't worthy of coaching the quarterbacks on this roster, but now he's in charge of the offense. How on earth does that even happen, man? I'm not surprised that Ben McAdoo got the job. It's important to understand that the NFL is all about connections and who you know, and that's really the world in general. You hire people that you know or you have connection to. Matt Rule, Ben McAdoo, their connection's simple. Tom Coughlin and the New York Giants. Tom Coughlin is Matt Rule's mentor. He went on chart radio when Matt Rule was first hired here in Carolina and said that at any time Matt Rule needed his help, his guidance, he would be willing to give it to him. As Matt Rule worked under Coughlin as an assistant offensive line coach for one season in the National Football League before going back to college. Ben McAdoo was the offensive coordinator and before that quarterback coach in New York under Tom Coughlin. 
you see any connection? Coughlin. Tom Coughlin has his fingerprints all over the Carolina Panthers now, and things did not end great for Coughlin in New York. They did not end great when he took over as the president of football operations there in Jacksonville. Tom Coughlin does not need to be having this kind of influence over the Carolina Panthers. And his influence is there because Matt Rule looks at him as a like a doting son that, hey, you know what? Ben McAdoo might work out. Philosophically, he probably is going to want to do the same things I'm going to want to do. We both have worked for Tom. We both have the same understanding and standard of what the process is and what he wants to achieve here in Carolina. And that, folks, is not inspiring at all. Not even a little bit. You go back to Ben McAdoo's tenure in New York as the OC when he took over. The Giants were 28th in the league in scoring. After his first season, they went to 14th. And then eventually he got them all the way up to the sixth best scoring offense in the National Football League, which, hey, man, that's not bad. That's actually pretty damn good. You also have to understand the context of the situation. He had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Eli Manning, who eventually he would bench as his starting quarterback, which was part of the reason why he was relieved of his duties as the Giants head coach. He also had to deal with injuries to Odell Beckham Jr. and the injuries to Victor Cruz and still had success as the OC in New York for the first two years before taking over as a head coach in New York, where he never really was equipped to, ta- to be the coach there. Yes, his first season, his only full season in New York as the head coach of the New York Giants, they went to the playoffs, won 11 games, and only thing anyone remembers from that season is a photo of the wide receivers, including mainly Odell Beckham Jr., down to Miami on a boat the week ahead of the playoff game on the road against Green Bay in the wildcard round, which the Giants no-showed. The following season, Eli has his struggles. Ben McAdoo benches him. It was a decision that came all the way from the top of the organization with the Mara family, but it all fell at the feet of Ben McAdoo, someone who should have given up play calling. He continued to call the plays while being the head coach. Should have given up play calling long before he did his final season in New York. He did not do a great job of managing an organization and roster where you had veterans who expected to win NFC East, while you had rookies who weren't all sold and weren't bought in on what he was selling. And there was a massive fracture within the locker room under Ben McAdoo. This now is a man who's going to come here to Carolina and hope to resurrect one of the worst offenses in the league. And Ben McAdoo is inheriting a situation where Sam Darnold is the only quarterback on the roster who I would think would have an opportunity to start next year. It's only him and P.J. Walker right now who are signed for the Carolina Panthers. I don't believe either one of those guys will be the starting quarterback next season. Carolina's going to have to find another opportunity. The offense could have success if they get a better quarterback and if McCaffrey can stay healthy and they can fix the offensive line and if DJ Moore can continue to play the way he's played if Robbie Anderson can bounce back and they, if they can find a third wide receiver. That's a whole lot of ifs. But this was the first piece of the puzzle. Ben McAdoo coming to Carolina. Hopefully it works out. The one positive I can point out, even though he was terrible at managing personalities as a head coach in the National Football League, but he certainly has learned lessons, I would imagine, from his time in New York. Where it took him a couple years to bounce back. He was out of the league for two seasons before being the quarterback coach in 2020 in Jacksonville. Tom Coughlin right there. 
and in this past year working as a consultant for the Dallas Cowboys. So three of the last four years, Ben McAdoo has not had any sort of on-field coaching role in the National Football League and has failed the past two years to be given the quarterback job, quarterback coach job here in Charlotte for the Carolina Panthers. But now he's going to preside over the Carolina Panthers offense. Again, does not inspire a ton of confidence. Let me get a quick little ad read in here because apparently that's something I have to do here for these. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours are about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy this year, but sometimes it gets so boring, you're wondering where all the chocolate is. Well, you're in luck. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to your average candy bar that usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs not only is built bar the healthier choice it is also the best tasting choice out there for you in 2022 even if you're not a huge fan of working out you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you that way when you enjoy a delicious built bar you can almost count it as a workout go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 you get 15 percent off your first order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com Okay, so taking further inventory of Ben McAdoo now as the OC here in Carolina. Not official as of this recording. It's now 3 o'clock p.m. Friday afternoon here in Charlotte as I'm recording this podcast, Locked on Panthers. Yours truly, Julian Council, as always. Um, it feels like a sinking ship. And I'm someone who has said, based on principle, unless it's just a complete abject disaster and that he's lost the locker room and there's all these fractures that a coach should not return or should give the opportunity to return for a third year. Like, look at Joe Judge in New York. That situation is far worse than the one here in Carolina, and I understand the Giants kicked the Panthers' ass. I totally understand that. But listening to Joe Judge's unhinged press conferences and saying that, oh, there's players who were last year making more money who wish they were still here and all that kind of nonsense and just how he handled everything and his personality, Joe Judge was not equipped to be an NFL head coach. And Matt Rule very well might not be equipped to be an NFL head coach. We will see. This was the first box he had to check in trying to turn things around in 2022. Did he do a good job at checking this box? We'll see. McAdoo had success as the OC in New York, as I mentioned. Also had Eli Manning. He's not going to have a future Hall of Fame quarterback, very most likely, here in Carolina. And I also wonder how he's going to do trying to manage the personalities on this offense, which this is not a team that seems to have those kind of personalities that you have to worry about. There's no diva wide receivers out here. I mean, DJ Moore, pretty quiet, unassuming guy, goes out there, plays well. And does his job, and that's pretty much all you hear from him. Rob Anderson was far more vocal this past year, but he's not a, I don't know if you want to call him a diva. He's certainly not a, a star wide receiver, so it doesn't really matter what Robbie Anderson thinks half the damn time. Terrace Marshall, young guy. Shai Smith, young guy. I don't really think there's those personalities in the offense here in Carolina that could cause trouble for Ben McAdoo as he's going to try and lead this unit in 2022. But he needs a quarterback. And he needs an offensive line. And he's currently not stepping in a situation where he's set up for success. Let's just be honest here. Did not matter who was coming to Carolina to be the OC at this point in time because they don't have a quarterback. They don't have an offensive line. And you can't rely on the running back to be healthy. And you can't really rely on anyone other than DJ Moore to catch footballs and actually make plays. And even DJ Moore struggles with drops. 
this is still not a great roster situation offensively for the Carolina Panthers. And there's a lot of things that need to happen once the calendar flips over to mid-March and free agency opens up. Scott Fitterer is the most important man here in Carolina when it comes to trying to fix this roster this offseason. Yes, Matt Rule is going to have a say in some of the players brought in, but Scott Fitterer needs to be running the show for the most part if the Carolina Panthers want to turn things around in 2022. All that said, McAdoo does not inspire confidence from me to believe the Carolina Panthers will turn things around in 2022. It's hard, I'm hard-pressed to believe that with Ben McAdoo as the OC. And again, it really didn't matter who they hired until they go out there and fix the roster. But if they are able to fix the roster, I still don't look at Ben McAdoo as someone that I'm excited to have here in Carolina. Had it been Jay Gruden, I would have been like, yeah, I like that hire. It's also, look, it, it could be a crapshoot. Maybe it's not. And, he, and Matt Rule has other hires that he needs to make, like the offensive line head coach, the offensive line coach hire, the D-line hire, and a special teams coordinator hire. He's got to get those right. And those are the first things he needed to do this offseason before focusing on what happens in the draft and, of course, what's going to happen in free agency and with some of the guys that they, may, they might want to re-sign. But, boy, Ben McAdoo, that's who he's selling to the fan base here. In Carolina, it'll be interesting to hear from David Tepper or to hear what he has to say if we hear from him at all coming up soon. So, yeah, Ben McAdoo, that's your new OC, folks. That's all I got. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my weekend, probably pour a glass of bourbon and then just try and forget about this team for now. Again, Julian Council here, Locked On Panthers. Make sure to, to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. And check us out wherever you listen to this show and all your favorite podcasts across the Locked On Podcast Network. And every Friday, answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, and either DM me or tweet at me. Enjoy your weekend. Watch out for the snow. Be safe. I'll talk to you all on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.